babes. You're listening to the Deep Breaths and F-Bombs podcast. I'm Karina Suada, your host, and I'm going to be honest with you here. I'm pretty badass. I'm a single mom to a beautiful little boy, retired people pleaser, ex-corporate grinder turned entrepreneur, and a self-love junkie. I'm here to help you raise your self-worth and be unapologetic as fuck about who you are so you can raise your standards and love in life. Are you ready? Let's do this. Okay, we'll start. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Deep Breaths and F-Bombs podcast. I am here with Lauren, and I am so excited to have her on the show. Thank you, Lauren, for joining us today. Hello. Thank you for having me. I love you. (laughs) Yes, I love you, too. Um, Lauren and I met. We're actually in the same mastermind with our coach, Uh, so we met in the online space, and I brought her on today to talk all about masculine and feminine energies, what that is, how to harness it, and then in life and in relationships, right? Because you guys know I preach, like, stop being a man all the time. So I wanted to bring the expert in, Lauren, and have her chat about that. So Lauren, if you want to dive in and tell us a little bit about you and your story and what you do today, that would be awesome. Um, okay, so this is fun. I love sharing my story because it's not really, like, And it kind of goes back, it always goes back to like the masculine and feminine, but it's very much like, it's just not like the straight path. Like there's been a lot of curves and turns and misdirections and all the things, but I'll try to keep it as short as possible. Um, So I came into the online space um, as a network marketer and I was a health and fitness coach and um, I did that for about a year and truthfully, I wasn't very successful in it. because it wasn't aligned with my purpose and my mission. Yes, I love health and fitness. Yes, I love that aspect of it. And I still preach it and embody it. Um, but it wasn't necessarily like my story to tell. Um, so about a year into it, I actually reached out to my first coach, who is now our coach, um, and really started to dive into like what my purpose was. And I still wasn't fully ready um, to, um, to step into it. Like I had to experience a few things, which I'll get to in just a second. Um, so I left my first network marketing company and like kind of went on my own when it came to, um, health and fitness. And around that time I like started applying to be a flight attendant, which is so, this is why I'm saying like, it's totally, there's so many curveballs that have been thrown my way, but, um, I was offered two positions at two major airlines um, and I ended up choosing the one that like paid better and looked more luxurious and all of these things. And um, around March of 2000, yeah, it was March of 2018. Yeah. March of 2018. I um, went out to Atlanta and started training and it's kind of funny because that's when my business actually started booming. Like I had clients at that point, Um, but I wanted to travel the world and being a flight attendant looks so good on paper. Like it was like, it felt really um, luxurious. Like I was like, oh, I can get paid for traveling the world and I can run my business and I can do all the things. And um around, I would say a week or two into the training, I started having like this weird, I missed my period. And I remember calling Justin a few times. He's my partner. And I said, Hey, like, 
I think I'm pregnant. Like I never missed my period. And I started like having weird food aversions and all of these things. And, um, I was just like tired all the time, you know, and like, you know, like what it's like to be pregnant. (laughs) And as a woman, like, I feel like we just kind of know, like we, we know, we know our bodies and, um, we waited. Um, we were living out in Denver at the time and I waited until Justin flew out to Denver or flew from Denver out to Atlanta about four weeks into training to take a pregnancy test. Actually, it's kind of weird. I tried to take two pregnancy tests and one showed up like totally blank. And then the other one had an error. Like literally the universe did not want me to find out for sure until I was with Justin. Um, so I took my third pregnancy test with him and we didn't want to be pregnant at all. Like we were not happy we were not excited we were both kind of like this fucks up everything and I love sharing this because um this gives I think now like now I have my baby and she's um nine months old and I love being a mother but at that time I was scared as shit like we did we're not ready for it Justin was supposed to be going to Columbia at the end of the year and um I was supposed to be a flight attendant traveling the world and all of these things. And the universe was like, this is not your path. Like this is not what you're supposed to be doing. So um, he flew back to Denver and I stayed in Atlanta for a week. And there were some things that were happening behind the scenes. And basically a week later, I decided to fly back home and figure out what we were going to do. And um yeah, I came back home and I didn't have a business anymore. I didn't have any clients. I didn't really want to do health and fitness. I couldn't really afford to have a coach. I didn't have a job. I had the worst um, first trimester. Like I was throwing up all the time and I was just super sick and I was depressed and all the feels, like all of it. Our relationship was so... um, we were so disconnected at this point because we had spent four weeks apart, which I don't even think at that point in a relationship, we had spent more than like a few days apart. And we were together at that point for about seven years. Um, so there was just like this huge disconnect and we were both like, um, I don't know, like we, we were both kind of processing, I think this pregnancy And I made a decision that we were going to go back home to Tampa because that's where I was born and raised. That's where we met. That's where we lived um, prior to moving out to Denver. That's where my family was. And I kind of made the decision for us. Um, And it was kind of like me telling him, like, this is what we're doing. And he didn't want to go. He loved Denver. He had friends there. Um, But at the end of the day, like, we didn't have, like, a solid support system. And I knew because I nannied. Prior to being a flight attendant, I was a nanny, so I knew how lonely being with kids all day could be. I knew how lonely it would be for me to be with this baby all the time. Um, So July of 2018, I left Justin and our dog, Kobe, in Denver, and I flew back home to Tampa. And I found myself in my parents' um, house living there. I mean, Justin was playing, like, Justin came back six weeks later, but he had to finish up and, like, tie up all loose ends. Um, And I had to find, like, a birthing center and all the things, right, because I was going to be delivering this baby. So I came earlier. And um, I was sitting on my parent, like, in my childhood bedroom on my bed. And I was like, I don't want to do health and fitness. 
I'm going to like have a coaching business. I'm going to have an online business and it's going to be more of like the spirituality and manifestation. Truthfully, I had no idea what the fuck that would look like. I joined a mastermind. Um, and I started just like kind of throwing shit to the wall and seeing what stuck and like what felt good. And I failed a lot. And I told Justin, I was like, Hey, I need you to give me like a year, give me a year to like figure out how this all works. And, um, my goal was really just to be able to stay home with the baby and, um, through like different things and really harnessing my own energy, balancing the masculine and feminine. Um, yeah, I've been able to do it. It's kind of funny because it was August of 2018. I launched my business and then August of 2019, I had my largest income month, um, cash flow in not projected, um, cash flow in month and, or not booked. Um, and yeah, I'm home with my baby. We're not living at my parents' house anymore. And I'm actually like in this huge rebrand right now, like even going deeper into all the things that I teach and that I um, share with other women. So it's kind of like a full circle moment, but that's kind of, um, I don't know. It's been messy, I guess to say the least. Messy yeah. and beautiful. I have goosebumps. Yeah. That yeah. is a beautiful story. Oh my gosh. I could like feel the feels and the energy and then the celebration vibes like that is totally full circle. Yeah. It's, it's been crazy. Um, but beautiful. Yeah. I think it really does just go to show that like we have these plans, but our plans aren't always what is meant for us. Right. And what is meant for us like comes. Yeah. And that's like what I was trying to control so much at that point in my life. And I was really trying to, um, yeah, I think it was just like this level of control and what the universe had to teach me was like, you're not in control at the end of the day. Like this isn't about you. Um, and really it was like this. And I teach this a lot to the women I work with. It's like the universe is going to, the universe will shake shit up for you in order to pull you back into alignment. And you have a decision at that point where you're either going to listen and take the lesson and move forward and like learn and change the things that need to be changed or you're not going to. And then you're going to be in this position where like shit will continue to be like rocky and I don't know. At the end of the day, we have free will. So we do get to choose how we move forward. Um, But somewhere on like binge watching friends in the office and being sick in my first trimester and depressed um, and having like my relationship literally like not knowing what what was going to happen in our relationship. um, I decided to take control of the situation and so I say take control but like take ownership I think is the better word like take ownership in the situation and just be like all right what is it that you want for me like what is it that I'm supposed to be doing right now just guide me um so yeah and I had to move stuff around and move back home and live at my parents house for I think we lived there for like nine months almost like almost yeah like nine or ten months and that was hard for sure yeah Mm -hmm. But, sure was a bit of an ego shake too to do yeah, that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of healing though from it, you know, like, um, cause I didn't have the best relationship with my parents, um, when I moved out to Denver. So there was a lot of healing and a lot of understanding. 
and a lot of old wounds that came up and just all the things. Um, and re- me like really owning my business, which I think was really powerful. Me really owning motherhood. Um, and it gave, um, Joss and I like this space to kind of, um, figure out our relationship too. Like, cause I know that, you know, like your thing is relationships. And that was like a huge thing that like shifted just in this past year, like parenting, And trying to maintain a relationship is probably one of the hardest things I've ever experienced in my life. And it is like kind of going to the masculine and feminine. It is figuring out this like balance and me getting out of my masculine and me getting into this space of, I don't know, like being sensual again and sexy, even after childbirth and like all the gross, I don't want to say gross, but all the like things that come with that. Um, so it's been a lot of like navigating and conversations and talking to each other and creating boundaries with each other and just a lot of things, um, which we can dive into if you want to, but yeah, it's been, it's been beautiful for sure. Yeah. I think that's absolutely beautiful. And I definitely want to dive into that. And I think it's because I don't have that experience, right? Like I have been single the entire time. I've never had to maintain a relationship and parent at the same time. I only know co-parenting and single mom life Mm, and very much being in my masculine all the time as a single mom and having to do, 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 go, 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 and kind of play both of those roles. So let's, let's dive into that a little bit. First, can you explain to my listeners what masculine and feminine energy is just kind of basics, brush on the basics of basics of that in case they haven't really heard much about it. Yeah. So the analogy I always like to explain to people is like, think of this mountain, right? And in this mountain, you have a stream of running water. So the mountain is your very masculine energy. It's still, it's grounded. It doesn't move. It's like pretty much unshakable. Um, it's not fluid. It's constant. That's masculine energy. The masculine is like your conscious energy. The masculine is that God energy. Um, it's kind of like this huge misconception that like meditating is feminine. Meditating is not feminine. When you meditate, you're very much in your masculine. It's that breath. It's the breathing. It's the, um, it's the stillness. Um, when you're in the feminine is that flowing of the water. So it's the, um, snow caps melting and the water flowing down the mountain and like creating like these beautiful paths of running water. Um, the feminine is fluid. It's very expansive. It's open to receiving. It's open to just being, um, and then I would say like, kind of like, um, on the flip side of like that meditation, it's um, like the essential dancing. It's like Kundalini yoga because Kundalini yoga is very much like this energy of moving the breath through the body. So it's not so much like the constant, like quieting your mind, which is, um, how meditation is generally taught. And there's one way to meditate, but the feminine is more of like this moving the breath through the body and moving the energy through the body. So it's more of this movement. Um, but I think the mountain analogy is like the perfect, kind of like basic understanding of what the masculine and, and what the feminine is. Yeah. I love that. That's a beautiful analogy. Thank you. Absolutely. It came to me one day in a training. <laughs> <laughs> it was downloaded in and I loved it. Yeah, guys. So how do you, how does that show up in everyday life? Like how do you balance that? 
So, okay, so there's like elements to this. And a lot of us, and the questions that I love to ask people is, you know, think back to when you were a child and ask yourself, who was it that you were most aiming to please? Was it your mother or your father? And then take note of how they were showing up in everyday life. And there's usually a direct correlation of how you whichever parent that was, was showing up in everyday life and how you're, you're showing up in everyday life. So I wish, I always wanted to please my father, right? And the question that my father asked me, and I was like, at the end of the day, all we're wanting at our core is love and to be loved and to be, and to receive this love. And when I, um, you know, like for me, like it kind of seemed, and I love my dad, he's an amazing dad. And um, we have a great relationship, but when I was younger, it was like, what could I do to please him? Like, what can I do to have him say, good job, you're doing amazing. And it was like, I had to achieve something. That's your masculine is like this achievement. And then on the flip side, I was watching my mother who was like very much like hustling. This woman would work from like eight o'clock in the morning until 830 at night. Like literally there was multiple nights throughout the week where she did not come home until 830. And she was like, she ended up hitting a space of burnout um, where like her health deteriorated. But I was like very much raised in like this masculine energy. And that's a very wounded masculine state because you're saying in order to receive love, in order to get that love, you have to do and you have to achieve. Um, so there's one element of that. So the two questions I always ask is that who did you, who were you looking to receive love from most? How did they show up? And then um, what was the question that you're being asked? Because as women, it's not necessarily what we do. Our feelings rule everything. So like raising Elliot, who's my daughter, I know she has a boy name, but she's a female. <laughs> Everyone's always like him. And I'm like, she has her ears pierced. Like I'm so confused right now. It's a girl. Um, she's a girl anyway. Um, but raising Elliot like for us when she's growing up like the question that we'll ask her is like how did you feel today like how did you feel you know with whatever it was that you that you did do so and that's the feminine is like this feeling this like like as women we our emotions rule everything and that's our power it's not like something to like look at and say I cry today, so I'm a failure. No, that's like, if you cry today, good, you're releasing something, you're letting something out. That is your power. Um, so how I balance this, kind of going back to your question, I just wanted to explain that real quick, but going back to your question, how you balance this is really taking note first of where you're running and how you're showing up in your day-to-day, -day, observing that. And then starting to add in whatever it is that you're needing. So if you're running from this very wounded masculine state, it's adding in um, things like dance. It's adding in things like, um, I don't really like the word self-care um, because, I don't know, I just don't like vibe with it. I don't think that's the right word because now self-care seems like a to-do list, right? Like, I got to add it. Like, it shouldn't be a to-do list. It should just be something that you do every day. So, um, but like you take the goddess bath, like that's very feminine being in that water, being in that body of water and like, just like being, um, dancing, moving your body. Um, what else? Like, just like taking a moment to like feel yourself in your skin, like feel your soul in your skin and like touching yourself. Sex can be very like that feminine energy. Um, 
which kind of like a lot of women actually show up very masculine in sex. Mm. And like for us as women, like we're there to receive pleasure. Like we're not there to do anything in sex. Um, we're just there to receive. And it's kind of like the man's job to like take us and like, um, you know, like throw us up against the wall or throw us on the bed, like obviously with our permission, but like throw us on the bed and like take us. And then we're just, we really are there. Like we're there to receive when we're very, when we're in our divine feminine and balancing these energies, we're just goddesses. Like we're these muses for men. And it's a conversation I've had to have to adjust in many of times because in motherhood, you're doing so much shit every single day. Like you're showing, like, you know, you're doing the laundry, you're cooking dinner, you're like taking care of this baby, you're cleaning poop, you're like have spit up on you. Like it's not very um, sensual. Like it's kind of hard to show up and be sexy at that point. Um, so I've had to have a conversation with him and be like, hey, listen, like I feel very much out of my power right now. I feel very much out of like this God. And he knows now like my languaging and he understands um, all the woo and all the weird things I do. Um, but I've had to have this conversation and just be like, when I feel out of my power, I can't show up for you in the way that I need to show up for you. Like I can't show up for you in bed the way that I want to show up for you because I used to be like very resistant to sex and I used to like really like, um, like close myself off because I was so in my mask and I wasn't open to receiving. Um, the feminine is all about receiving. It's all about pleasure. It's all about play. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I love that. And I love how literally everything in our lives goes back to our childhood programming and our childhood beliefs and experiences and examples. And I think it's, it is beautiful. I, I, I love the idea of, of the sex and receiving that and how that plays out. So if you've read Pussy, I don't know if any of my listeners have read Pussy. That was like the first eye opener for me like oh my gosh women we are here to receive we're here to be in pleasure like yeah. we are here that's our sole purpose is pleasure and I think that's so beautiful so I do have a question kind of going back to that childhood is you were raised in a very masculine energy and so I mean so was I I had to do I had to achieve in order now it was my mother's love that I sought but I in order to get that I had to be perfect I had to be the best I had to be the straight A student I had to do right yeah. and how do you start to break down some of those walls? Like I know you said kind of start adding in some of that feminine, but if feminine's emotions and emotions yeah. are today, if we're taught to shove them down and to not express them and that we're weak and all of these things, how do you start to own that and start to peel back those layers to allow yourself to feel? Well, at that point, you know, in order to add something in, and I should have um, started with that, in order to add something in, you have to remove something, you know? Um, so it does come down to like deconditioning and it comes down to either healing that inner child who only, who thought that love was conditional and opening yourself up to receiving love on all levels and knowing that you don't have to do anything to receive love. You don't have to do anything to receive money. Like it, it gets to just come to you. It gets to be easy. Um, 
So it is, it's like that deep. And that's something that I work with, with a lot of my clients is like, and in whichever way resonates best with them. Cause I do have some clients that they like do really well with like these deep meditations where you're going into meditation, you're meeting your inner child, you're working with her, you're talking to her, you're like healing these things. You're seeing situations. Like, um, I think everything's a trigger. Like if we're like upset about something, I think everything's a mirror and everything's kind of like how we're choosing to perceive it. And when we're triggered by something, it's usually something that needs to be healed. Um, so it's going in, taking that trigger into deep meditation and then like basically rewriting that story for yourself on a very subconscious level because 95% of our actions today are things that we picked up on from early childhood. So I like, I think it's from zero to seven. Um, it can go up until like zero till, you know, your early teens or even to your early twenties. Um, that's really like when the conditioning comes into play and you have to, you can't necessarily do that on a conscious level. Like I can't, I can sit here with you and say, okay, this is what's coming up. This is the trigger. But in order to rewrite that, you have to go into like a deep meditation or hypnosis. Um, or you can do like a meditative journaling where you're like kind of like centering yourself and then like writing it out and writing out, out those beliefs, those false beliefs, and then writing out your new truths. Um, the journaling takes a little bit longer because I usually have my clients journal on the same thing anywhere from like seven days to 21 days. And sometimes that has to go longer until you're really willing to rewrite those um, beliefs. Um, but it's basically like reprogramming because our subconscious mind is playing out on this loop, you know, so you have to change that. But, and then once you start to change that, once you start to clear it off and kind of like what you said, it's peeling back the layers. It's like an onion. You peel back all the layers of the onion, then you get the core and that's your true essence. That's who you are at your core. That's when you find your purpose. That's when you're able to really open yourself up to expansion and to all levels of abundance, whatever that looks like for you, love, relationships, um, money, like whatever that is. And then you can start to add in, but it is like, it's going inward a lot. And I think people get really frustrated with that because they're like, well, I just want it right away. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But you've also been living this for like, X amount of, like, I'm 29 years old right now. Like, I've been living a certain way for 29 years, you know, in order for me to change that, I really have to show up and do the work. Um, and I say work, but it gets to be, like, free-flowing and fun, and you can, like, make it what you want. And, um, yeah, and there's all different ways to, like, work with your subconscious mind, but essentially that's what it comes down to you know, it's really like reprogramming and reconditioning and relearning the things that you picked up on as a child. Yeah. And that's yeah. a beautiful reminder and something that, I mean, I work with my clients and that I preach everybody too, is you have to reprogram. And if we're going back to relationships too, and you see, you saw very masculine energy in both your mom and your dad. So what does that play like in a relationship with you and your feminine and Justin is masculine? Like, how do you come together in that? How do these energies, like if you are in, say you had two very masculine energies. Uh, so, yeah. So it's kind of funny. I'm picking up on what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So it's kind of funny because I had two very masculine energies growing up. Justin was raised by his mom and, um, 
And I won't get too much into his family because that's his story to tell, not mine. Um, but he essentially was raised by his mom and he had a stepdad that lived with him. Um, but for the most part, it was his mom that raised him. And um, so he witnessed a mother doing everything, but Justin was very much taken care of. So Justin actually shows up a lot of times in a wounded feminine state. We've had to heal that. So in our relationship, what was happening is I was showing up doing, doing, doing. I was handling everything. I was the one that call, like that was calling, you know, if something needed to be figured out. I handled all the bills. I handled everything. And he was showing up as like this. Um, and I say this with so much love, but it's like, you're going to take care of me. Like, you're going to be the one taking care of me. And that was pulling me out of my feminine. Mm -hmm. So literally, like, expect, and this really came up. Um, and Justin's an amazing dad. He's always been... Um, he's always showed up for Elliot and for the baby and always there to help me. But it was like he, and I stay home with the baby, right? So I run my business, I stay home and I wear so many hats. Like I'm generally the one that does laundry and this dynamic has changed after the conversation that we have. Um, but I was the one that was doing everything and he was getting frustrated with me because it wasn't the way that he wanted to do, like he would have done it. It wasn't the way that like he necessarily wanted. And I remember this so clearly. Um, we, he kind of like said something and I looked at him and I was just like, listen, I'm not here to pick up your socks or to like take care of you. I'm not your mother. And I'm not, I refuse to play that role for you. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm willing to like do certain things in the house. But if I, if you come home and like you come home with like this, this um, perception of it not being enough or it not being good enough. Cause like, I hate cooking dinner. Like I am like the worst housewife. Like <laughs> I hate cooking dinner. I hate doing laundry. I hate cleaning floors. Like you can put me in front of my computer banging out content and doing the work for my business and serving my clients and all of these things. And I can do it all fucking day, but like all those tasks I hate doing. And it was pulling me so much out of my purpose, so much out of alignment and I had to like express that to him. So I was having the deep conversation and saying, listen, and I had to tell him, I was like, you're going to let me speak right now. And I'm going to express to you my truth and how I'm feeling in this moment. And I did. And I told him, I was like, I'm not your mother. I'm your fucking goddess. Like, I want to show up for you in the bed. I want to have great sex. And this is after we went like almost a year without having sex. Like when I say a relationship was rocky, it was fucking rocky. Like it was, there was multiple, multiple times where I did not know if we were going to make it. And, um, and yeah. So basically I had this conversation and everything in that moment, like switched, like he totally got it. He was so open to me. He was so open to receiving. And now when he sees me doing this, like now he'll cook dinner, even though he's, he's worse. Like now he'll cook dinner some nights or like now he'll like just kind of start to notice and he can pick up on my energy of like when it's like, like when I'm doing too much because I will like, I'll go, go, go all day long and I will get the task done, but eventually I will hit like this state of burnout and I will hit this state of like, just like depletion. I can't show up and I just feel so out of alignment. And ever since um, I've had that conversation with him and kind of like we balance those energies, like sex has been better 
Um, my business has been better. Like I'm open to receiving on all levels. Um, but sometimes it is like having that conversation and then realizing like, okay, this is how you were raised. This is the dynamic. You saw a mother who had to do everything, how to take care of three children by herself. Um, how to take care of her husband because she very much like would cook her husband lunch every day. Like he would come home from work and she would make him lunch and make him dinner every day and like take care of all of his every single needs. And I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do that for you. You're a very capable human being and I have shit to do in this world. I have people to serve in this world. I'm an amazing mother. I have to show up for her. And like when it comes to me and you and our relationship dynamic, I'm not your mother. I'm not your martyr. I'm not going to show up in that role. I'm going to show up as your goddess. I'm going to freaking look sexy and I'm going to feel sexy and then we can have amazing sex. And with that comes amazing communication and amazing relationship and more fun and more play. And then the dynamic because men really are, and here's my issue. I'm going to get on a little tangent. So I do apologize, but I don't really vibe with this notion of like women. Like I feel like there's, um, Okay, how should I put this? Um, because this is going to trigger some people. There is programming right now happening in main media that women are supposed to be doing it all. There's programming happening right now that women are supposed to be showing up in their masculine, that women are supposed to be having the corporate nine to five jobs and hustling and showing up in that way. That's not to say that you can't, if that works for you, but that is not our job as women. Our job as women is to show up for our goddess selves. If you go back in history, women were the leaders. Women were the ones that were making decisions. Women were the ones that like when we had our period, we would retreat for, for that week and we would meditate and we'd get into a space of connecting to the higher power and higher consciousness. Like women were regarded as as um like the leaders of their communities and their tribes and stuff so like this this conditioning that's happening in society right now is totally wrong and i think that we as women need to be really cautious with it because what it's doing is it's taking us out of our natural feminine state and saying, well, we have to show up like a man and we don't have to fucking show up like a man. We get to show up in our power in the most sensual, sexual, pleasureful way possible, right? Does that make sense? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And thank you so much <laughs> for saying that because like we do, we, ha we are conditioned to do it all, right? We, especially as moms, we've got to go to work and then we got to take care of our kids and we've got to do all of these things. But then we also don't need a man because we can do everything ourselves. Like this empowered woman, oh. do it all. We, we can do what a man can do. So we don't need you. But men are supposed to, men are supposed to take care of us. Like yes. men are supposed to, like men are supposed to take us and protect us and take care of us. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's Justin's role. Like he's my safe haven. He's the person that like, when I have a shitty day, like I feel safe in his arms. And that's why we have such a deep connection because like, even before I knew all this stuff, I always felt safe with him. Like I always felt so secure, but I used to fight that. Like there was a really long time and this is just a little silly example. Like I wouldn't let him drive or if he was driving the car, I felt very much out of control and I would be like a backseat driver and like he used to get so pissed at me. 
but that was me trying to control everything and not allowing him and not trusting him. Like men love to be trusted. That is what they want more than anything. They want to be trusted by their women. They want to know that they, that they can, that they can take care of us. And then it's our job as women to not only receive pleasure, but to lead them, to guide them. Like we are their backbones. Like we are their, their voice of reason. Like we, we help them deal with their emotions and we help them. And that's not to get confused and say like, like if you have a man right now, who's just like needy as fuck. And like, like (laughs) that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is like, we, um, we kind of like hold space for our men. Right. And we lead um, because I do work with a lot of women and they're like, well, I'm on this spiritual journey and I'm on this path. And it's like my man can't keep up. And it's like, yeah, they're not supposed to. Like there is, it's the Aquarian age. Like it is this age of like women are stepping more into leadership. They're not supposed to catch up right now. They'll, they will go on the journey with you. But even Justin says it all the time. It's like, I'm way over here in my spiritual journey. And he listens to me say some like crazy ass shit. And he's just <laughs> like, but like that, I don't expect him to go with me because that's not his role right now. Like his role in our relationship is to keep us like safe and protected and to be an amazing dad to Elliot and all of those things. But it's like, um, yeah, like he's the doing right now. And I'm like the very emotional, like central, like goddess, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And it almost like expands me a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is yeah. like a whole side of like, I'm stepping into my feminine alone, like without having a man to like care for me. So it's like me just wrapping myself up in pleasure and play as much as possible without really that, like I have to be that safe haven for my family too. Mm-hmm. So it's like an interesting place. So I think it's really cool dynamic in a relationship and in parenthood. Yeah. Um, see, and I don't even know like how it would be. I mean, you co-parent and it seems like you have a beautiful relationship when it comes to co-parenting. So it kind of does seem like you are still able to really like embody your feminine and embody that aspect. And I think that you're doing a really good job of even like when it is the masculine, like even when you're doing those very masculine tasks, like you're still able to like step into your feminine because you can do both. Mm -hmm. Um, There are times when we're like heavy in our masculine, but it comes down to like the divine and, um, the divine and like the wounded aspects of it, like the divine masculine takes inspired action. The divine, the masculine is always taking action. It's always like doing something. It just depends on if it's in alignment or if it's not in alignment. And if you're just doing something to please someone else or like, because you have to, or if it's actually something that feels good. And if it's something that you kind of just have to do like laundry, Um, how can you bring more play into it, more pleasure to it? Is it you turning on like some music and like dancing? Is it you like, just like, I don't know, like even like watching like some funny show or something like just bringing like more play to it and like enjoyment to it. That's really at the end of the day, all it's about. It's not so much about like overthinking and being like, how can I like, you know, like it's don't overthink it, just be, you know, just just embody it, just be, it's not a to-do list. It's just like the feminine's not the to-do list. The feminine's just like, okay, today, like really honestly, it's like today I just feel like, 
oh, I don't feel like doing much of anything. I just want to <laughs> lay in bed and watch Netflix or like Real Housewives or like whatever it is um, and just like be and that's okay. You know, like that's the feminine is just being, I guess, is the best part and the masculine's the doing and you can have the divine elements of both of them. Um, like this past week, I've had podcast interviews, I've had client calls, I've had, I ran a three-day live training, like I was very much in my masculine, but it didn't feel icky, I didn't feel burnt out at the end of the day, I felt tired because I showed up, but it was so divinely guided, and as I was showing up in my masculine, every time I was serving, I was opening up the portal for like that receiving energy, you know, like I wasn't like, like I do have my list because that's how I flow but like it is it's that flowing it's just allowing things to like come to you and happen and like there's anyone out there in business and even in relationships like it doesn't necessarily like it's all connected it's a synergy right so it's just like like don't force it just let it come to you like let the ideas come to you let the man come to you don't force it just be in your energy like when as a woman when you're in your feminine you become your you become magnetized and the right person is just going to like it kind of is twofold it's like comes down to worthiness too right like when you're in your worth when in, you're in your power when you're in this divine energy you're just a magnet for the right person to come into your life and just to say like, and you'll know the difference because you know the patterns that you used to play with, you know, when you were in like toxic relationships, like you talk about so much and then you can like recognize that when a toxic man comes, you're just like, eh, on to next, you know, you don't even give them, you don't even like pay attention. I say this, I haven't dated in like almost nine years, but <laughs> Um, but like, you're just like on to the next goodbye. I'm not going to fuck with you today. You know, I don't know. So that's kind of like how I view it and see it. And yeah, I love that. I think that is so beautiful. And yeah, especially in today's world with, you know, women having to do it all and just really balancing that and being okay with being in your feelings and owning that and letting that guide you and pleasure and not having to do all the time and just letting yourself receive and play and pleasure and be taken care of. Yeah. That is so beautiful. So beautiful. So thank you. No, you're so welcome. And it's so fun once you get, once you really start to understand it, like you really like life is just, just this fun game and you just get to like play around with it. And I don't know, cool shit happens, I guess. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Is there any last kind of tidbits that you want to give the audience or where can we find you? Um, so the one thing that's like downloading to me is just to ask yourself, like first thing in the morning, ask yourself what your soul needs to that day. Like, what does my soul need today? I have all my clients. Um, it's like one of my like trademarks, I guess. I don't know. I don't know who, if I downloaded that in or if I read it somewhere, truthfully, I have no idea. Um, but like, just ask yourself, like, what does my soul need today? And run your day from that space. And if you're, you know, stepping into the space of a new relationship, like ask yourself, is this soul aligned or is this something that like I'm forcing? Um, and then, so on Instagram, so you guys can check out my website. It's going to be going through a huge, like, rebranding. Um, 
but it's still up there. And it's www.laurenmegan.com. Um, my Instagram is where usually I hang out, and that's um, laurenmegan.co. And then, oh, I have a free Facebook community. It's called the Divine Sister Society, and we talk about a lot of juicy goodness. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of fun stuff coming up. Like, I'm creating a membership site, like a membership portal. Um, I am revamping my one on one coaching. I have the Divine Sisterhood Mastermind, which is like all of these things um, while creating a business and kind of like the synergy of everything. But we really like dive deep into, I would say my one-on-one coaching in the mastermind is like where we dive deep into all of this and really like help you expand where you need to expand and step back into alignment. Um, and I think that's it for right now. I don't know. I love that. Well, I will link everything in the show yeah. notes so they can come hang out with you and your beautiful soul. And yeah, of course. Good. Well, thanks so I much. You. Thank you. Us. Yes. I love you too. All right. Bye everybody.